Welcome to the Seeing Deep Podcast, where we see deep in a shallow world by exploring our surrounding culture through a biblical lens. Last time we were talking about how to put off our thoughts, and now this week we are discussing how to put on the mind of Christ. Sorry to make you wait a couple weeks for part two. Pneumonia kind of interrupted my ability to record and ensuing asthma as well, but I am grateful to be able to do so now. The scripture for today's episode is taken from Galatians 3, verse 27. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. We who are in Christ must put on Christ. So what does that mean? How do we put on Christ? We choose His thoughts over ours is the short answer. But let's look at what Isaiah 55, verses 6-9 has to say. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call to him while he is near. Let the wicked one abandon his way and the sinful one his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord so he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will freely forgive. For my thoughts are not your thoughts and your ways are not my ways. This is the Lord's declaration for as heaven is higher than earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. God would not tell us to abandon our thoughts if we couldn't. He wouldn't invite us to have his thoughts if we couldn't. Scripture says that we have the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians 2:16 For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things for we have the mind of Christ. So what does this mean? The mind of Christ is the goal, but not the means. The Holy Spirit gives us the means to be like Christ, but we will have to put off and put on to live into the reality of the mind of Christ. We are raised and surrounded in a culture that is void of God and filled with the thoughts of man. This is our normal, if you will. We operate in the flesh and in accordance with the worldly system. But in Christ, we are commanded to walk in a new normal this new paradigm of walking in the Spirit rather than the flesh and choosing the thoughts of God over the thoughts of man, even our own thoughts, will feel unnatural at first because it is. It is supernatural. I just wrote an exegetical paper on a passage in Matthew 16, verses 22 through 28, that shows the implications and significance of not choosing God's thoughts. It says, From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed, and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then... He will repay each person according to what he has done. Truly, I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. You know, that moment where we see in this passage 
where Jesus is turning to rebuke Peter. It's ironic, perhaps, because just before this passage, Jesus is telling Peter that he is blessed because he understands that Christ is the Messiah. But understanding that Christ was Messiah, Peter somehow was thinking in a human way and thinking that Christ shouldn't have to suffer. And we do that too, don't we? I think we can look back at this and want to say, huh, I can't believe Peter said that. But the reality is we all shrink back to our natural flesh if we aren't careful. The GNT translation puts that verse this way. Jesus turned around and said to Peter, get away from me, Satan. You are an obstacle in my way because these thoughts of yours don't come from God, but from human nature. So as we learned last time how and what to put off, so what do we put on? Number one, we put on Christ by knowing God's thoughts, by studying God's word. So I know this sounds like such the obvious answer, but what do I mean by studying God's word? You know, it's easy to have a little devotional and read it and say, okay, I've had my devos, but a relationship with God means we want to get to know him. That means we're going to apply some effort there, right? So there are so many commentaries available, but whatever Bible reading plan you have, I don't know if if you've done the Bible tribe Bible reading plan that I have, but whatever God leads you to do, I would challenge you not just to read it, we do need to read God's Word, but to study it. If there's something you don't understand, don't just gloss over it. And so we put on Christ by knowing God's thoughts, by studying God's Word. As we study His Word and examine our thoughts in accordance with His thoughts, we become aware of what we need to put off, don't we? Number two, we put on Christ by renewing our mind, which leads to transformation. It is one thing to learn God's thoughts, but application of those thoughts is what leads to renewing our thoughts. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Third, we put on Christ by following His example. Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. What an example Christ is. I think sometimes we can give ourselves excuses, right? Well, Christ is perfect and we're not perfect, but Christ set an example for us. We have to lay down our expectations for this life and pick up our crosses like Jesus did, putting on Christ's attitude and walking as he did. And number four, we put on Christ by following his mindset. Philippians 2, verses 5 through 11 says, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. 
Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Christ was King of kings, Lord of lords, and yet he humbled himself to wash our feet. He humbled himself to pay our debt. We put on humility when we put off pride and thinking we have achieved anything in our own strength or that we deserve anything. We need to have this mind of Christ. We need to follow His mindset, His way of thinking, which is always thinking of others first, always thinking of God's will. Number five, we put on Christ by maintaining our walk with God. Romans 13 verses 13 through 14 says, Because we belong to the day, we must live decent lives for all to see. Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness or in sexual promiscuity and immoral living or in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. And don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. Did you catch that last part of that? Don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. I think sometimes we placate ourselves. We don't see our thoughts as evil. But when we think about the righteousness of Christ and we think about His thoughts, then our thoughts, there's just no comparison. The ESV says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. I think that's hard for us sometimes. Sometimes we want to provide for the flesh, you know? But there's such a beautiful thing in saying, I'm not going to make any provision for any temptation in my life. We're all going to be tempted, right? But I don't want to provide for that temptation. If I know something is a struggle, I'm going to get rid of it. Uh, One example I think of right now, I remember this is like mm, almost 30 years ago. I was struggling with uh, watching soap operas, y'all. I'm just going to put this out there. And I was this new mom of one child at the time and going through the baby blues and all that. And for me, I just was like, I just need to zone out here. But God was convicting me. No, I don't want you to watch that. You know, when we look at Psalm 101, um, verse 2, I think it is, it talks about, I will walk in my house with a blameless heart. I will set no vile thing before my eyes. And so that's the standard. (laughs) And so I remember saying to God, I said, Lord, if you don't want me to watch a soap opera, turn off the TV. Y'all, the TV turned off. I mean, right away. And so I was like, uh, let me do a fleece on that. Um, I said, um, God, I turned it back on. If you don't want me to watch soap operas, will you turn off the TV again? Boom. It turned off again, y'all. So I put that TV in the attic, okay? So I don't know what it is in your life that maybe you make excuses for, but I want to encourage you. God will bless you if you make no provision for the flesh. What is it that you're struggling with in your thought life? You know, even for me, I'll tell myself again, there's been times where, man, I really want a piece of chocolate like now. And I've had to tell myself, I don't need sugar anymore. You know, God has given me victory in that area, which I can tell you has been a battle for so long. That doesn't mean that I can't ever have sugar again, 
but I don't have to give in to the craving anymore. That's huge. But I don't want to make provision for it either, right? I'm not going to be foolish and just put a bunch of, you know, chocolate all over the counters in my kitchen. I get sugar-free chocolate. And when I really feel like I want something sweet, I'll break off a little piece of it. That is victory for me. Can I just tell you? And it is not because Denise is a super Christian. It's because Denise died in this area and said, God, help me. And I didn't want to make provision anymore. So we can't put on Christ if we're still wearing sin. We are ambassadors of Christ, representing Him to the world. We are called to be a blessing. It's going to be hard to be a blessing if we're caught up in our own mindsets, right? 1 Peter 3, verses 8-12 through 12 says, Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, reviling but on the contrary, bless, for to this you were called that you may, what? Obtain a blessing. For whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayer, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Let's put on Christ so we can help others to put on Christ as well. Our identity is in Christ not in any worldly identity. Ephesians 4.24 says, Put on the new self, created after the likeness of God and true righteousness and holiness. And you know, the good news for us who are in Christ is that God will complete the work He has begun in us. Romans 8.29 says, For those God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. What a hope we have. So I don't know where you're at right now. If putting on Christ seems hard to you, friend, ask God to help you. He promises to. He will complete the work in us. And the good news in our pursuit of mind renewal is that we are not alone. Christ is with us, the Holy Spirit we have. And make up your mind is coming out soon, y'all, and it's chock full of scriptures and strategies to help us put on Christ and to walk in the mind of Christ. So it's now available for pre-order. Make up your mind. We would like to give you some freebies for a pre-order. If you go on to bit.ly slash, and this is capital transform dash capital your dash capital mindset. And I'll also have the link in the show notes. There's a free ebook about finding refuge in the mind of Christ, along with seven days of a personal devotion from me personally to your inbox that I think will really stimulate your mind to wholesome thinking. And then also, um, I created this special Lord's Prayer, Praying with the Mind of Christ ebook, incorporating the mind of Christ in each of the seven petitions of the Lord's Prayer. You can also take the mindset quiz to discover which negative mindset you might be struggling with. Bit.ly slash all lowercase mindset dash battle dash quiz. Now, when you take that quiz and I want you to say, oh no, I'm stuck in this victim mindset or whatever it is that you get. It's just to help you see where your area of prayer needs to be. And you might look up scriptures to help you with that. And lastly, we'll be taking participants in our book launch team in March. And we're in March, but that link will be out next week. We'd love to have you join us as we launch Make Up Your Mind into the World. Fun prizes and freebies and swag are part of that. So friend, until we meet again, 
May God grant you peace to put off what hinders your thought life being like Christ's. You've been listening to the Seeing Deep Podcast, where we dive into the Word of God for the answers to life's problems. (laughs) 